You know what? I think I'm ready. I think I'm ready. Let's get started. and other creatives when it comes down to music, mental health, business, relationships, and everything else. All right, here we are. All right. So, here we are. The first episode of the Watch This Space podcast. I am your host, Solomon Ultra. This podcast is for Be Ultra Entertainment and also for your listening and eventually viewing pleasure, you know, if I'm your type. (laughs) All right. So now this podcast is not just for musicians and creatives. Feel free to participate and, you know, ask questions, even if you're not a musician or a creative. I don't want to be, you know, isolating or blocking people out everybody's welcome and um yeah so episode number one my promise to you uh, my promise is that i'm gonna do a podcast every week for the next several weeks maybe i might continue maybe i might double up and do two three podcasts a week but i have to see but let me do the first you know four or five and see how it goes and see you know, how you guys find it, you know, because this is all about you. This is about service to other people and taking the little bit of knowledge that I've got and spreading it out there. So, you know, that's what it's about. So you're a musician or some kind of creative. Maybe you make YouTube videos. Maybe you're a painter. Um, maybe you're a backing vocalist or maybe you're like myself, um, a producer and a singer and a vocal technique geek, whatever it is, what you've probably experienced is, um, very similar to what piano players probably experienced a couple of hundred years ago when there were these increasing demands for piano players and, an increase in demand in the skill that they had to have as the pianos got bigger and and um, the keys got heavier. You know, before the piano, the harpsichord was a lot more popular. And uh, as the piano started to phase out the harpsichord, piano players experienced much more demands, you know, in skill level to be able to make it. And I see that the internet and technology has created such a plethora and a massive amount of entertainment that there's this huge demand on creative people within entertainment to supply. And that has a massive toll mentally on creative people. There's a lot of um, depression and anxiety that I've observed in other people as They try to balance creativity with business, creativity with business and relationships. And comments like, you know, musicians need to do more to be able to stay relevant, which is kind of what you hear from the business world of music 
and also the media side of music. You hear a lot of that. I don't, I'm not going to mention no names, but trust me, they're out there. Uh, you know, that kind of puts more pressure maybe on musicians. And as a person who, you know, I would like to think that I'm a very calm person under pressure. I'm seeing people crack, you know, and I feel like it's time for somebody like myself just to put my little two cents out there to help people, you know, not crack so much, you know, so, you know, it's important to, to, to have a step back and hopefully the little principles that I've developed over the years that's helped me with my anxiety you know, because I'm more likely to get ang anxious than depressed because I usually think in the future a lot more. And, uh, you know, there's a few things, there's a few things that I've done to kind of help, you know, calm the mind. And um, in this complete wild west of entertainment on the internet, you know, because there are a lot of opportunities, but there are also um, a price to pay with those opportunities. And with the increasing responsibility that falls on creative people, you know, you're gonna you're gonna see a lot of people lose their way, and you're already seeing it, particularly on social media. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna list just a few uh principles that I follow, you know, that really help me to um you know, stay balanced, you know, in a world where, you know, corporations and holding companies are losing control of talent, you know, therefore the responsibility lies with, you know, for the responsibility of, of, of managing business and creativity is on the talent. It's not on the holding companies like Universal or as much as it was before. You know, so, yeah, it's important to know what's going on. So, here are my little principles. I like to call them laws. To help you not go crazy when it comes to making music in particular or any kind of creative pursuit. The first law is to realize that making music or doing anything that is artistic is a privilege. Now you might sit back and say, yeah, of course. But in our actions, we kind of show that we have an expectation to make music. I'll give you an example. My laptop was running extremely slow earlier today, you know? And I was like, oh, are the blood clot? <laughs> I've, I'm not going to swear in this podcast. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to be a good boy. So I was like, I want to bomb. Boy. So I was just like complaining. I was like, why is this? Why me? And um, it, I mean, the, the mood that I got into was just really, really bad just because my laptop was a little bit slow. And the reality is, is that making music is a privilege. Listening to music is a privilege. Music is almost like an accessory to life, you know, the way that um, jewelry is an accessory to clothes or something like this. I mean, it's a bad example, but 
you know, um, that's the best I can think of right now. I guess I'm not that creative today. But anyway, you know, I was in this bad mood because my laptop was running extremely slow. And then when my laptop started to speed up a little bit, I got really happy and started making music. And then I got very, very um, gassed, as we like to say. And um, it just goes to show like how we have this expectation of something that is actually a privilege. And I'm telling you now, if you're walking around thinking that making great music and going out there and becoming a successful musician is a is a uh, is an expectation right and you're walking around not realizing that it's even just a privilege to be able to make music you know you're setting yourself up for a lot of suffering and a lot of pain so that's the first law realize that creating art creating music in particular which is my expertise <laughs> is a privilege you have to accept that if you if you if that is not a part of your fundamental thinking then um you know you, you're gonna suffer a little bit you know you're gonna you're gonna come across disappointments in areas that are not actually disappointments so that's the first law on to the second law. Now, the second law is actually, um, currently, I think it's my favorite law. I really do. And that law deserves an alarm or a sound effect as an introduction. Maybe a couple of gunshots. <laughs> and this law is never use music as an identity only use or see music as an experience so <clears throat> when you see music as an identity it's almost like the foundation for all kinds of things not just depression but also anxiety because when you have a particular investment psychologically in a false identity that's not real and you get caught up in it. You know, it brings a lot of um, frustration. And then when the audience moves on and no longer listens to your music, you then turn into some form of depression because now you're associating your best days as being behind you. And things like this and if you were able to look at music as an experience from the beginning rather than an identity you would be able to at least find gratitude in your in the peak of your musical moments and you will be able to put it in its proper context and realize that was the time where I had the biggest connection between my artistic expression and the audience that appreciated it and that time is now over for whatever reason maybe the audience that you have or had has grown out of the music that you were making or maybe you grew out of the music and uh, this is why it's so important for creatives not just musicians to see the creative process as an experience 
rather than an identity. Um, I have, I'm very guilty for breaking this law. And this is something that I wish that I knew, you know, when I first started. So, yeah. Um, we need some sound effects for that. Definitely my favorite law. Uh, I mean, there's plenty of examples of musicians that have got caught up, you know, in the system, falling for these identities and getting attached to these identities. You know, you see in, in, in rap music, you know, where rappers are identifying themselves as like Mr. Tough Guy. I'm Mr. Tough Guy. My testosterone is high. And next thing you know, you know, they're, they're, they're in a position where they're getting assaulted or even killed, you know, over this false identity. Or even if the identity is real, they have an attachment to that identity. And um, by being able to associate with the experience of music and abandon whatever identity comes with that for a moment and focus on the experience, which is the creativity, you know, you're able to transcend a lot of things. And more importantly, reinvent, reinvent yourself. And the ability to reinvent yourself goes hand in hand with things like even business opportunities like branding. Every artist has to reinvent themselves. So it's much easier to reinvent yourself once you identify with the experience of creativity rather than the identity that comes with it. So yeah, that's law number two, you know. And it's not just rappers, you know, you've got, you know, uh, people in other genres that might identify themselves as, you know, the perfect lover, you know, Mr. Loverman, Mr. Loverboy or whatever. And um, and then, you know, they're, they're always on love songs begging, you know, begging for the banani, <laughs> you know, um, or whatever. And uh, that's not my style. I mean, I'm terrible at writing love songs because I have my own identity, you know. Um, I have my own little identity trap that I need to break out of, um, you know. And, uh, and, and if I didn't have that trap, I probably would be great, you know, writing, you know, really good love songs by now. But my love songs <laughs> are pretty bad, you know, <laughs> even insulting. So, um, yeah, you know identify with the experience of music rather than the identity you know and i'll speak on this law in further podcasts but by far this is my um favorite law at the moment but um yeah so unfortunately this podcast is quite you know short today uh my podcasts in the beginning are going to be a little bit, not, bit on the short side um, in the beginning. And as I get better, you know, I'll probably do like long, longer sessions. But um, the next law that we're going to talk about in the next podcast, either later this week or next week, is going to be my least favorite law, which is forget your expectations. And... The other law that I'll be speaking about is actually one of my favorite laws, and that is bench press rejection. I love that law. So, yeah, those are the two laws that I'm going to be speaking about. And then there's going to be a bonus law. I'm not going to say. I'm going to keep quiet and keep a secret until then. 
so yeah um hope you enjoyed this podcast i hope i wasn't too ah what's the word nonchalant i'm quite a relaxed person so you know maybe i have more energy as i get better but don't get into any trouble behave yourself and i'll see you next week this is the watch this space podcast presented by Supporting musicians and other creatives when it comes down to music, mental health, business, relationships, and everything else.